Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Parkinson's Recovery Weekly Radio Program, which is aired at 11 a.m. Pacific Time each and every Thursday of the year. This is Robert Rogers, and if you are looking for ideas of what you can do to find relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's disease, you are at the right place. You can always connect in with my radio shows through your computer, through the website interface. All of the shows are archived, so you can listen to any of the past shows which have been aired over the previous year. Or, for individuals who do not have computers, you can always call in during the time when the program is aired to the following number, 347-945-5358, and you can listen to the program as it is aired live. Some people get somewhat confused uh, about what Parkinson's recovery is really all about. And some are guessing that what we really propose is a very specific protocol or program that people can follow to be able to get sustained relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's. That's, as it turns out, not the case. We are an information clearinghouse. We interview individuals who had the symptoms of Parkinson's, who have found incredible ways to get relief from their symptoms, and we document those ways. I am a researcher, and so my approach is to be able to do what we call grounded research, and that means that I'm talking to people who experience the symptoms, who are experimenting with various alternative therapies and modalities and approaches for getting relief from their symptoms, and through all of this research, we are able to identify many of the approaches that are making a big difference to individuals who have the symptoms of Parkinson's. So we We are not out there promoting any particular protocol. We're not out there promoting any particular program. No such protocol or program, I think, really exists that can address the kinds of problems that are created by the symptoms of uh, Parkinson's. It's a complicated condition. The neurological system is anything but a simple system. It's convoluted, it's complex, and the factors that contribute to neurological challenges are complex indeed. If I've learned anything over the past years of doing research on Parkinson's, it's this, that each person's situation is unique and individual to them, and the therapies and the approaches and the behaviors that they can adopt that will make a big difference to them are going to be literally idiosyncratic or unique to them. It's frustrating because you can be sitting next to a person who has the symptoms of Parkinson's and they can tell you a story about the things that they've done that have made a big difference. You can go out, you can try those, and guess what? It didn't hurt, but nothing really helped that much that helped the other person. That's really because the factors that are contributing to their particular symptoms are clearly different and their configuration and the factors that are contributing to your own symptoms. So we are a clearinghouse. We are a research uh, program uh, that is dedicated to be able to find out what's making a difference to people who are on the road to recovery. Today's program consists of interviews with two individuals who volunteered to tell their stories that I could air here on the program 
individuals that are talking today were on the Parkinson's recovery cruise to Alaska that we just completed several weeks ago. So you're going to be mesmerized by the kinds of things that people are doing that are making a huge difference to their lives. My first interview is with Paula. So here is what Paula has to say about her particular symptoms and what she has been doing to find sustained relief from the challenges of Parkinson's. I'm Robert Rogers. This is Parkinson's Recovery, and we are all in a room looking at the Glacier National Park and the snow-capped mountains as we are on the cruise to Alaska. So could you tell us all what your name is? My name is Paula Olch. What have you done to get relief from your symptoms? Well, lots and lots of different things. One of the most important things, I think, was to start taking a lot of antioxidants. <clears throat> after, I re yeah, after I received a diagnosis of Parkinson's, I live in Tucson. I visited my daughter in Santa Fe, and she suggested that I go see a doctor that she had been to there. And he was the first person who suggested that Parkinson's was might be more than a lack of, of dopamine. And um, I, having been a body worker myself for a long time, I know about the storage of, of toxins and emotions in the body. So when he suggested that I take some, everybody suggested getting rid of heavy metals and being tested for heavy metals and so on. So I did that. And as a way to detox, I started taking antioxidants and a whole bunch that I've never even heard of before. And I think that's made, that at that point in time, I think that made a big difference. I was diagnosed with Parkinson's about three years ago, I think, something like that. Uh, I've had a tremor for a long time. And it wasn't, it didn't get in the way of anything. It wasn't very severe. And so I just lived with it and worked around it. And sometimes I could stop it, you know, with my own volition. And when it got to the point where I couldn't do that as much or it seemed to be getting worse, and I also started noticing that I was doing some pill rolling and a couple of other things that are typical of people who have Parkinson's. I decided it was time to check it out. I don't remember when I discovered Parkinson's recovery or how I came in contact with you, but that has been a, made a huge difference, I know, in terms of having a positive attitude and not buying into the traditional view of Parkinson's as a totally degenerative disease and once you have it, the only road is downhill, et cetera, et cetera. So that's made a big, big difference. Recently, I've, aside from having massage and um, what else, doing some yoga stretches and things like that, and I, I have joined an exercise program where I live, and that was really good. I have slacked off a little bit, I have to admit, but I know that it was helpful to me to go have a regular exercise program twice a week. And it wasn't specifically for Parkinson's, but it was self, it was a self, 
it was a program that was that was developed for me, you know. And I got the idea of doing acupuncture. So I had some acupuncture sessions and through that I was put in touch with a woman who does was doing a, a study on people with Parkinson's of scalp acupuncture, which she had learned from somebody in California. And so I had ten sessions twice a week. Ten, ten weeks twice a week of scalp acupuncture. And I didn't notice any diff big difference at the time, but a little while after that, people started saying, oh, you look so much better, you're walking better, you, whatever. And so I think it really did make a difference, and I've gone back to working with her a little bit again. The local Parkinson chapter, if we pay our membership dues, we get one massage a month for 20 bucks, which is quite reasonable. And I found a wonderful person to work with whom I really like. So that's been important. And I've tried to eat as much organic food as I can. It's hard because some of my rent includes some meals where I live. So I don't have a choice there. I try to make choices as best I can from what's offered. But what I buy to prepare in my own apartment, I try to make it as much as possible organic. But what about therapies or modalities or approaches that you've experimented with that have not made a difference or actually made symptoms worse? I can't think of anything that's made symptoms worse. I recently had a session of something called BioTouch and it was kind of a, eh, it was nice, but it uh, it's not something that I felt I would pursue. I think the the massage and the acupuncture have been are the most important in terms of body work. One thing I noticed <clears throat> in terms of worsening of symptoms, I moved at the beginning of 2007, and I did a lot of the moving myself. But I did it in a way that I thought was I was taking care of myself. You know, I took a whole month to move, and I did it piecemeal and so on and realized only after it was over that it was more stressful than I had realized. And I think my symptoms got worse after that. So the stress of the move was a, you know, a ne had a negative influence. And so I, th and I know that <clears throat> the, the, the most obvious symptom that I have is a tremor. And it's noticeable to me that it's worse when I have to stand up and talk in front of a group or like now <laughs> recording for you or something like that you know or if I'm if I get very very tired overtired then the tremor will be worse if you chart your symptoms over this three-year period since you were formally diagnosed with the symptoms though it sounds like they started quite a bit before that have you gotten better, stayed the same, or actually gotten somewhat worse? Oh, I don't think I've gotten worse. And I do think I've improved. I mean, the fact that I was getting all this positive feedback said a lot to me because some of this came from people whom I really don't know that well. And so there was no particular reason why they would have given me this feedback except that they were they were telling me what they were honestly seeing. I did go through a period of depression, what, in, in 
2008, I think it was, a couple of years ago. And I did take an antidepressant for a while because I had never been that depressed before. And I'm not sure how much, I don't think the depression had anything to do with Parkinson's per se. But after, toward the end of last year, 2009, I just thought, you know, I'm feeling so much better. I don't think I need this anymore. And I just know enough to, how to, to wean myself off of it in a, a good way. And when I told my neurologist what I had done, or my, I, no, I guess it was my primary care doctor, he seemed to think that was fine. So I don't use that, need that anymore. I do take two Parkinson meds, Requip, the generic form of it, and Stilevo. And I recently, <laughs> I recently had a, a visitor, and so my schedule was th all thrown off. And I missed one whole day of taking my Parkinson meds, which was a first. You, sometimes I'd miss one, you know, during a day or something. And my symptoms seemed to get worse after that. Once I oh I'm, I'm mixing up two things. Once I got back on the medication, then things went sort of back to to normal. But toward at the end of last year, I hit the the so-called donut hole in terms of my drug coverage. And so I, instead of taking three Stilevo a day, I took two, to make the pills that I had last until I could get insurance coverage again on it. And I couldn't notice any great difference at all. And so when the next time I went to my neurologist, I said, check me out, you know, do all your little tests with me and tell me if you notice any difference. And I didn't tell her what I'd done until afterwards, and she said everything seemed fine. So then I told her what I was doing, and she said, well, keep doing it, uh, you know, as long as you don't notice a negative effect. So my intention is, since I've gone from three to, three a day to two a day, my intention is to work toward one a day and get off. Imagine, if you would, that a person this moment walks through this door into this room, sits in this one empty chair in front of us, and she says, I, last week, was just diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. What would you want to say to her tonight? I think first I'd ask what her feelings were, what her reaction was, is. And then I would offer the message that it is possible to recover from the symptoms of Parkinson's, that people have done it. I can offer John Coleman's paper, his, the paper of his interview with you, or your interview with him. And I've just started a support group where I live, and my intention is to pass on some of the positive messages from Parkinson's recovery to these other people who live where I do. You know, and I'm willing to tell my own story, as I've just done, to anybody who will listen, <laughs> that it doesn't have to be all doom and gloom. Is there anything else you want to be sure and say to the audience that you haven't had a chance yet to say? I can't think of anything. I, I've been so piecemeal about what I've said, jumping from this to that to the other thing, that I'm not sure I can tell you exactly what I have said. But I think I've covered it pretty well. It sounded pretty comprehensive to me. Thank you very much for being with us tonight, Paula. <laughs>
This is Robert Rogers, and you are listening to interviews with individuals who had the symptoms of Parkinson's who are getting sustained relief from their symptoms. If you've been following the work at uh, Parkinson's Recovery, you know that uh, you are probably receiving a battery of information every week. If you're visiting the blog, you are seeing postings of either discoveries I've made or discoveries that other individuals have made about what's making a big difference to their symptoms. If you signed up for our free newsletter, you are getting information in your email inbox almost every day about what we've discovered is making a difference to individuals who have the symptoms of Parkinson's. You may be tracking your symptoms through our free symptom tracker, so that allows you to be able to acknowledge, recognize, and honor the fact that, yes, you are actually improving rather than deteriorating, as your mind might want to tell you is the case. If you've been listening to the radio programs previously or listening to any of the archived uh, programs through your MP3 player as you've exercised, you uh, have gotten uh, incredible exposure to ideas from individuals who are healthcare practitioners as well as individuals who have the symptoms of Parkinson's about what's making a difference to them. I have a confession to make. I acknowledge and realize that what all this means is that many people are overwhelmed with a huge number of choices about what you might want to consider doing for yourself. There's a lot out there. There are many different modalities. They work in different ways, and some of them are right for you, and some of them are not going to be particularly right. We've actually identified now 44 approaches, therapies, and modalities other than the standard kinds of approaches that are used uh, involving prescription medications and uh, surgery that are making a difference for individuals with the symptoms of Parkinson's. The advantage of these therapies is they don't have side effects or uh, complications. Uh, the great advantage is, of course, that they are making a difference to many people. But, of course, the problem turns on the challenge. Well, where do you look for being able to get relief for yourself? What action steps do you take for yourself? If you uh, ask for advice, uh, call up anybody in a support group and say, well, what do you think I ought to do? you probably get uh, different suggestions from each person you talk with. Of course, you can always call me toll-free, and I'll be happy to offer any kind of suggestions that occur to me out of the many different uh, options that I know uh, that are available. But the reality is the choice really has to be made by you. So how do you go about doing that? What we've actually done at Parkinson's Recovery is decided to offer a uh, limited number, and I do want to say a limited number, of Jump Start to Wellness programs. Our uh, first program was last year in November of 2009, which we actually held in Olympia, Washington. People from all over the United States and Canada came and attended. We had a, a size uh, group of about 22 individuals, and uh, it was a remarkable experience, I think, not only uh, for us, but as well as everybody who attended. I've had the opportunity to actually meet now a number of the individuals who attended Jumpstart because they came on the Parkinson's Recovery Cruise to Alaska, and I'm pleased to report that each and every person that I now met about five months later is doing remarkably better. The improvements are just almost unbelievable. So how did everybody do that? Well, they did that by figuring out some approaches that they could use for themselves. Everybody's doing different things, but they are finding things that are working for them. 
Jumpstart to Wellness is really a program that's designed to be able to allow you to explore what types of options might be right for you, what therapies might be the best therapies for you to consider. So we basically uh, teach you lots of self-help techniques, lots of things you can do for yourself to be able to begin to feel a whole lot better. Uh, the next program, or I should say the first program for 2010, will be held in San Diego, California, October 21st and 22nd. It's a two-day program. It lasts uh, uh, all day, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. I believe those are the two days. And then we have the evening between those two days. Uh, so uh, I invite anybody who is uh, overwhelmed by lots of different choices or who is looking for very specific ways to get relief from the symptoms uh, to consider joining us at Jumpstart uh, to Wellness. I had uh, an inquisitor who uh, called me on the phone uh, just a few days ago and had a number of questions uh, that she asked about Jumpstart to Wellness. And, and so her questions were revealing to me about what you might be curious about. One of her questions was, well, will there be a lot of vendors there, you know, selling products like nursing homes or wheelchairs or, or uh, pharmaceutical uh, drugs of one type or another or uh, particular devices to help you button your buttons, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, those are the kinds of booths that I've oftentimes uh, seen exhibited at various Parkinson's events. Well, I'm here to tell you, you're not going to see any of that. There's not going to be any vendors, any people uh, promoting or advertising or pushing any kind of products at all. Um, uh, the fact is that what you get is an exposure to us and uh, what we have found is making a difference to people who have the symptoms of Parkinson's and really helping you make decisions for yourself. So the focus really is on helping you be able to figure out what you need to do. It's not about trying to promote or push any particular program or therapy. I don't think uh, that's going to really help uh, the recovery process. I think it all has to come within, from within each and every person. Uh, the body does have the ability and the power to heal itself, and so what we're doing is actualizing that power. And we're also uh, saying that I think this can happen now. You don't have to wait. I think once you set your intention, you can figure out all the different kinds of things that you can do that will make a huge difference in being able to get sustained relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's. These are, I want to say, exciting times. There are incredible developments that are happening out there in the research world for Parkinson's and people doing work in all sorts of different modalities. So I'm here to tell you, things, uh, modalities are being created and invented and development as I speak today that are non-invasive, that are natural, and that are being tested and tested with great results. So we, we are encouraged uh, that you're going to find many different choices, uh, even in the future. And also we want to just say, acknowledge today, now, that there are many, many, many wonderful choices that can be made that will offer uh, you the potential to get sustained relief from whatever symptoms you might be experiencing. Parkinson's is, I believe, and I want to say I think, the most complex illness uh, that exists out there. The factors are complex uh, and they tend to interplay with each other and so it's uh, not an easy condition to address. The neurological system is a very sensitive system. It doesn't take that much to actually send it out of balance. 
So there are many, many different alternatives. Of course, some of them uh, involve uh, prescription medications. Some of them involve surgery. But uh, our focus is on identifying many, many, many other natural alternatives uh, that people are finding are making a difference to them. So that's really the business. That's the purpose. That's the mission of Parkinson's Recovery. That is what we are all about. If you have a story to tell about what's making a difference to you in terms of giving you relief from symptoms, uh, give us a call or email me. The email is robert at parkinsonsrecovery.com. That's all one word, so it's the word Parkinson's joined together with the word recovery.com. Or you can always call me toll-free, and that number is 877-526-4646. The idea is to document each and every possibility that exists out there of what you are finding is making a difference to you and your health and your wellness, your outlook on life, and your ability to manifest your destiny. Now, there is a huge uh, population out there uh, that I have pretty much neglected until today, and that's the population of individuals who are spouses and close friends of individuals who have the symptoms of Parkinson's that are pretty much in a role of helping out or, in some cases, caretaking uh, for the person. And uh, what I want to now do is air an interview with Jean, who talks about her experience in helping her husband, Jim. Now, Jim is not actually talking on this particular interview, though he was present at the time. Jim is clearly doing a significantly better uh, with his Parkinson's because of the many different kinds of uh, therapies that uh, uh, they are using. Uh, so the reason Jim uh, really uh, uh, did not elect to talk is that uh, vocalization is somewhat of a challenge for him. So here is Jean talking about her experience and helping her husband, Jim, who has the symptoms of Parkinson's. I'm Robert Rogers. This is Parkinson's Recovery, and we are talking with individuals tonight on the cruise to Alaska uh, about what kinds of things they're doing to get relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's. Can you tell us what your name is? I'm Jean Casgriff. And so are you, you will be talking about yourself or someone else. Now I'm going to be talking about my husband, Jim, um, who was diagnosed with Parkinson's in March of 07. But looking back, we know he probably started uh, well into Parkinson's in 05. And um, Jim's story started back a little bit earlier than that. In 2000, he had a heart attack with six bypasses. And coming out of that heart attack, we noticed little by little that he was getting some memory loss. And by 05, Jim was having a hard time with the jobs and just movement of his hands, uh, remembering things. And um, pretty much at the end of 07, he wasn't working any longer. And we thought this was really odd because he was always such a great employee. And we had him tested, and they said that he did have Parkinson's at that point. And, you know, he certainly had the walk of someone with Parkinson's and the facial expression of someone with Parkinson's. And so at that point, he was put on um, some of the sentiment, and he's done fairly well with that particular medication. He's taken that now um, three times a day, and that really has kept him going with just that one medication, so that has worked real well for him. But the one thing that we have always used um, and that I started using probably back in um, 04 was 
natural therapeutic oils on, Jim. And one of the things that I think that I have found, whether it be Parkinson's or any disease, is that emotions are so much a part of it. And if you can control your emotions, um, you know, whether it be depression, which I certainly have seen him go through, um, asking himself, why do I have this disease? You know, why me? Just having a bright outlook every day, you know, staying happy, uh, just this attitude just about life is so important. Um, like I said, whether it be Parkinson's or whatever you're doing in life. And with using all the natural oils, there are so many that we can use for the emotions that we can just use to improve his immune system every day, which we can use for just everyday health issues, whether it be sinus problem, a common cold, a sore throat, um, you cut yourself, you name it, we have an oil for it. And it has kept us away from over-the-counter medications that we've had to give him. And I would have to say that today I think he is much better than when he was diagnosed in 07. Um, he, I think his limitations are sometimes he has a weakness of muscles with his Parkinson's. But he's like an Energizer bunny. Once you get him going, he can go for a long time. <laughs> that we do a lot of supplements. We do a lot of um, fish oil with him, which helps with the brain. We do a daily vitamin every day. We do a lot of um, magnesium and calcium for him. He's had a lot of problems with sleeping at night. He did for quite some time. And, again, we used um, valerian oil for that and some other products. We found the magnesium and calcium was really a great one because the magnesium helps to relax the muscles at night. And that really helped him to sleep at night. And we've totally corrected that now. He does not have any sleep problems. He loves to take naps during the day. He sleeps very well at night. Uh, along the way, too, we found constipation was a real problem for Jim. And that we've totally corrected with um, an herbal product called Comfort Tone, which I give him a little bit each day. And then if he does have a problem the next day, I just increase it a little bit and then take it down until he says to me that he's having a problem. So that's worked really, really well for him. We do a lot of oils also that have what is called um, susquicent turpins in them that work with the brain wall barrier. And the oils actually can get through to the brain and work with the limbic system of the brain. And I do this um, with a protocol uh, oh, at least every other day with him and I use like about six different oils and work up the brain stem in the back of the neck and all I can say is I don't see Jim Parkinson's decreasing you know it's getting better and his memory we still haven't found anything to correct that but if he didn't have his memory problem I'd have to say his Parkinson's was doing great today you mentioned that you do supplements and had a lot of specifics. Are there any other supplements you want people to be sure and know about? Well, minerals, I find, from what I have heard, um, I I'm listened very carefully to a man named Dr. Gary Young, and he is with the Young Living Company, and he always says minerals. We lack so much of that in our bodies every day, so that's part of the um, supplements that I give him every day. And 
what I give them is called True Source uh, from Young Living. It's just a balanced supplement that they produce for an individual, and it's worked really well for him. Is Young Living the source of the essential oils that you use for Jim? Uh, yes. Um, there are a lot of oils out there today that you can buy in a health food store, but they aren't a pure therapeutic oil. And if you look at the labels, how you can tell that is that they will say, do not ingest. Where the Young Living oils, they are a therapeutic oil, and you can take them internally. Um, some people will put them in capsules and take them. Some will just put the oil under their tongue or, um, you know, around the roof of their mouth. They may just rub them on their skin. They could put them in their bath water. Um, but they're very, very relaxing also. And I think with Parkinson's, it's a matter of staying calm. There is an oil, too, that I love to use on called Present Time that takes him into today. This is what I am and what I'm doing today. And let's not worry about what's happened to us in the past. Let's go from today and move forward and accept the fact that you have the Parkinson's and that you're on a road to finding a way with alternatives to live a very normal life and get through and forget about that we have a disease of any sort. Are there any therapies or modalities that Jim has tried that have not made a difference or have made symptoms worse? Uh, we did about 18 acupuncture appointments. And at the time, Jim had a lot of back issues, which he just had surgery for in November. And I, I couldn't tell at that time if it was really working, but I have to believe that it was helping with all the energies of his body. That... Um, and I think we will go back to that. He loves massage, and because his Parkinson's is more deep tissue, the myofascia, I think it's called, we're going to be, I've been working on that myself, and I have to say it's not fun going through it. It can be quite painful, but I do, and I have personally seen some real differences. So we're going to start with Jim when we get back home. Um, exercise, um, I think for a while... We didn't want to join groups because we were afraid of what we might see with other people who had Parkinson's, and we didn't want to think, oh, that's what we're going to be like in two or three years. But, you know, um, we got into a group at home, which is an exercise group twice a week, and we have met the most wonderful people, and it's just so nice to see these people every week and have such a common, you know, we all have the same common situation, and but um, they give you help. You know, and I just find that people who want to come out with, into groups are finding ways, want to find ways to get better, and they're looking for alternative things. So we also just bought some recumbent bikes, which we're going to be exercising a lot. And um, Jim loved to bike, but the balance became a problem. And he wasn't biking. So then we were at the store the other day, and lo and behold, the bike was sitting right out in front of the store, and I said, that that must be ours. So it was a little bit higher bike. It's made by Sun Company, and um, it's got one wheel in the front, two in the back. You can actually lock the bike so that you can step on it. It's very easy to get on and off. And um, so we just got them a week ago, and we're going to be doing a lot of riding. 
What would you want to say to the spouse of an individual who has just been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease? Wow, that's a that's quite a question, I guess. Again, I think that person has to stay in touch with their feelings and not be afraid to express it when they do find some challenges in dealing with the person. Um, I like the support group that we get from our exercise group because there are a lot of caregivers who come with their husbands. And as I'm getting to be more friendly with them, it leaves me an opportunity to be able to talk with them of situations that I find with Jim. But I think we, I am a believer, too, that um, other people don't have Parkinson's. Why does Jim? So it's a means of finding out what the alternatives that we can uh, be doing to change this around for him. And I believe we can. So we're very optimistic. And we love the Parkinson's recovery. I love reading your little uh, letters that you send out each day, and they're very inspiring. And, um, you know, there may be many times things that we're forgetting to do, but I read your reminders, and it's like, oh, wow, we got to do that. And, and we aren't the kind of people either. I don't think, you know, we're trying all the time to change our foods. But Jim loves his sweets. You know, will he change? I don't know. <laughs> but we do try to eat healthy. You know, we try to always have a good breakfast and, um, you know, eat a lot of vegetables and protein. And um, we're really working hard on that, which I think is a big part. Is there anything else you would like to be sure and say to this audience of listeners who are interested in the issues associated with getting relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's? Uh, the biggest thing that I found that was very traumatic for us was when Jim had his surgery, our neurologist just kept saying to me he, he was afraid of Jim doing the surgery, but he wouldn't be specific enough with me. Well, I didn't know what antipsychotic drugs were going to do to Jim after he had the surgery. Um, they were giving him Haldol, which to make it, to just say exactly what he was like, he was like a wild animal after his um, coming out of surgery. And they couldn't calm him down. He just kept getting worse and worse, and they kept giving him more of this drug. And I didn't understand what was going on. Well, our three-day stay in the hospital turned into two and a half weeks and because of how he was reacting to the drug they were labeling my husband as just a crazy man and we knew he had to go to a nursing home for a few weeks nobody wanted him because of how he was being labeled and it was because of the drugs well I stayed with him 24 hours a day because I was afraid to leave him because he required so much care well, my daughter ended up looking more into the computer and said to me, Mom, you know, I don't think that he needs these antipsychotic drugs. Maybe he's got a little depression. So when we went to the nursing home, we put him on a little bit of Zoloft. We asked that he be taken off. At that time, they had given him Xanax, and they agreed to that. Um, and he was calming down, getting much better. But... If the nurses saw that he was getting a little anxious, which was really boredom for him, they would give him Xanax. And that would just set him right off again. And he became wild. I mean, he was like biting people. That wasn't my husband at all. 
And uh, one night they even sent him to the hospital, and I was told that he could end up in the psych ward because of it. And all of this was because of a drug. Jim is, today when we will go into the uh, surgeon's office, the nurse will look at him and go, I cannot believe that's the same person. And it was the drugs. So in January, he ended up having to have his gallbladder removed. We were in a veteran's hospital, and I kept explaining to them what these drugs did to Jim. And what we agreed to do was that after surgery, until the anesthesia wore off, we would just tie Jim's hands down. And everything wore off, and he was absolutely fine. And we were out of the hospital in four days. If we would, they would have put him on the drugs, which they wanted to do because that was their protocol. We probably would have been there another two weeks. So that would be my best suggestion. Really watch the drugs that doctors are suggesting and have a good education of what, you know, the drug could possibly do to you. What else then might be a big help to people? Well, one thing that... Um, we didn't know about, but in searching out some um, different alternatives with the VA, uh, Jim was a veteran, and I find that most people that have done military service during a wartime are entitled to a lot of veterans' benefits. And when Jim was not doing real well for a while, I kept thinking, how can I make our home more comfortable for him and safer for him? So we just had a ranch home with three bedrooms, and it had a small bath kitchen. Um, we had a sunroom and a living room. And what I wanted to do was to get rid of the bathtub so they didn't have the stepping, so a shower that he could just walk into, a uh, bathroom where there was plenty of handrails around it. Um, I took two bedrooms, and I made them into one so that I would have be easier for me to help him with dressing, and we could organize our clothing and things better. And what I didn't understand when we first started this was that the veterans, uh, the VA will give someone $4,500 to redo like a bathroom in your home to make it easier for someone. Um, to enlarge doorways, they'll give you like $1,200. And all it really takes is to get an occupational therapist to come into your home, evaluate what you have, they have the paperwork, and you just need to get three bids um, from contractors. And um, I even had a friend who had her uncle come and live with her. They put an elevator in their home so that he could get to the second floor. So they're, you know, I was just amazed at what was available through the VA. So if you are a veteran, uh, certainly something to take a look at to make your life at home a lot easier and safer for someone. So. Jean, thank you so much for being with us tonight. This is Robert Rogers, and, of course, this is Parkinson's Recovery. I have compiled a, a series of interviews with pioneers of recovery, uh, people just like uh, Paula and uh, Jim, Gene's uh, uh, husband, who are recovering from the symptoms of uh, Parkinson's, and uh, uh, placed those interviews in transcript form in a book uh, titled Pioneers of Recovery. Uh, it's a 364-page book, fully illustrated, uh, where uh, you can really read lots of different stories uh, from individuals who've recovered and also from healthcare practitioners 
who talk about what they do uh, to help their patients get sustained relief from the symptoms of Parkinson's. So that is one resource that's available to you. You obviously can hear stories on the radio program, and you'll be able to read uh, stories from people on the Parkinson's Recovery blog. If you're the person that likes to curl up with a, a delicious book, uh, which is full of uh, very rich information about what people are doing that's making a difference, Pioneers of Recovery is a wonderful resource that's available to you. You can get information about that on the Internet by simply uh, typing in uh, the title of the book, which is pioneersofrecovery.com, and you'll be able to come to a page that describes uh, who was interviewed, what they talked about, what the subjects are in the event that you might want to uh, pursue that as a resource that would then be available to you. I have two other books I want everybody to know about if you're searching for resources. A uh, second book is called Five Steps to Recovery. That particular book uh, goes through the five systematic steps that are necessary to transform thought forms. And it is, as it turns out, thoughts that create illness. And so this particular book goes through what we know to be the foundational approaches that are necessary to be able to transform ourselves into a state of illness, into a state of wellness. So that book is called Five Steps to Recovery, and uh, it's all those words joined together, uh, .com. And there's a final book that I also have just completed and uh, published here in the last uh, couple of months called Road to Recovery from Parkinson's Disease. And this particular book uh, summarizes the best of the best that I've learned in the research that I've done over the past four years in terms of what causes the symptoms of Parkinson's and also what are the therapies, modalities, and approaches that are making a difference for people and helping them get sustained relief from their symptoms. Uh, that particular book uh, is described at the following website, www.thewordparkinsonsdisease, both those words joined together, .me. So it's www.parkinsonsdisease.me. Or, of course, you can always call me uh, directly. Um, I have a supply of the books that I actually purchased uh, from the publisher, and so I can send a book out to you directly uh, from uh, my office. So you can call me directly at 877-526-4646. And I'd be uh, delighted to uh, be able to sign you up uh, to receive one of those books. Next week, I'll be interviewing uh, two uh, quite fascinating individuals who also talk about uh, their recovery process, both Dave and Elizabeth will be telling us about exactly what they're doing to get sustained relief from their symptoms. You can always get the scoop on what's happening now by tuning in to the Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network on Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. You can do that through your computer. And if you forget where the link is, because it's a rather long link to get to the radio program page, you can always get there easily by simply on an Internet search engine, simply type in the word first Parkinson's, and then second, the word recovery, and parkinsonsrecovery.com is the first result that will come up on almost all search engine uh, uh, pages, first page. So you click on that main page, parkinsonsrecovery.com, and you'll see at the bottom of the main page there's a link to the radio program page. As a reminder, 
If you'll scroll back on the page, the scroll back is at the very bottom, you'll see month after month of previous uh, programs where I interview some uh, quite amazing individuals who are medical doctors, naturopaths, healthcare practitioners of one type or another, including psychologists, psychiatrists, you name it, people who have extensive experience with uh, dealing with individuals that have the symptoms of Parkinson's and who tell their stories about what they've discovered is the key to helping people uh, feel a great deal better. So uh, feel free to uh, carouse around the uh, Blog Talk or radio uh, program page, and you'll find uh, extensive resources there. And finally, there is another resource I want everybody to know about, and that is the uh, Parkinson's Recovery Membership. Uh, basically, this is a computer website that's updated every single day. I, I actually spend quite a bit of time every week in providing new and updated information. And uh, one of the focal points of the membership involves a meditation each and every day where you can actually listen to me uh, describing uh, uh, something that I think will help you uh, be able to recover. So we're sustaining high energy and a high frequency on the website, inviting everybody to join in and uh, and be a part of the recovery process. So more and more People are signing up each and every week to be able to form a community of individuals who are dedicated to their own recovery process. This is Parkinson's Recovery. I'm Robert Rogers, and that's what's happening on the shores of the Puget Sound, where all the women are smart, all the men are handsome, and all the children are truly loved. Know that you are on the road to recovery. I look forward to connecting with you next week, same time, same station. Good day. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.